Right on the trail, 103.3, Missoula's Quality Rock. I'm Mike Smith, and in the trail studio is Sarah Cofield, Air Quality Specialist, Missoula City County Health Department. I can't think of a better person to have in the studio than you. Been in uh, Missoula quite some time. Uh, yeah, I moved here in 2010, so this is about my 11th wildfire season, I think. 2010, since then we've had a couple of big fire seasons, smoke season. 2012, we had smoke into October. 2015, we had a week of very, very, very very bad smoke. And of course, 2017 was the most apocalyptic, terrible smoke event that we've ever seen and never want to see again. Um, yeah, I remember quite brutal. Um, but we are seeing a historic smoke year right now. We talk about forest fires. We talk about acreage and how many firefighters are deployed and, and uh, tankers and things like that. And um, then the air quality sometimes for a lot of us is just like, well, I guess we'll just deal with it. Um, but you folks, and I got to say, you folks coming off um, the Missoula County Health Department, coming off um, COVID and still dealing with that, it seems like uh, it seems like it never ends for you hardworking folks. Pretty much, you know, the field of public health, we're, we're dedicated to trying to make sure that our uh, population can stay as healthy as possible, regardless of what the threat may be. Uh, so last year we were doing messaging for smoke and COVID at the same time. And of course there is still a team working on COVID stuff in Missoula. There is still COVID present. Um, I was able to transition fully back onto air quality last December because like most of the health department, I got, you know, brought into the COVID response. Um, so I've been back on air quality since about December and really focusing very hard on Preparing for wildfire season, we I mean we saw the signs this could be a bad year pretty early. Uh, mm -hmm. The predictive services were saying it's going to be a hot, dry summer, and that means more uh, likelihood of severe wildfire. So we wanted to really get ahead of it and get as much information into the, the community as possible at how to prepare for fire um, and prepare for smoke. And then unfortunately, the fires started even earlier than we had really thought they were going mm -hmm. to. Uh, so this was uh, really the earliest I've ever had to start doing uh, regular wildfire smoke updates. Um, so our messaging didn't quite make it out uh, before the smoke arrived. But it's not, not, it's not a bad thing to have them both at the same time. So growing up in Bozeman, I remember uh, wildfire smoke. Uh, we had uh, the Yellowstone fires, obviously back in 1988. That dates me a little bit. I was in high school at the time. But we have a unique situation here in Missoula I'm to understand that uh, the valley holds in smoke, traps smoke, um, and traps, uh, traps air and bad air sometimes. Well, yeah. So any little mountain valley is going to uh, hold on to its air pollution. Now, Missoula isn't a terribly little mountain valley, but it's a very confined valley. And so there isn't really a place for air to move uh, once cool air settles down in the valley floor. And so when you have uh, some sort of air pollution put into that area, it's just going to stay there for longer. Uh, and so in our case, we end up being downwind of a lot of wildfires. There's forest in really every direction. So should they catch on fire, we're likely to see smoke from them. And then once they land inside the valley, it's just it's harder for it to move out. The less confined geography where smoke can kind of move across the landscape and get away uh, tends to have less severe of a smoke impact compared to our little uh, mountain valleys. So let's talk about health impacts. Those of us that are, are lucky enough to not have asthma and uh, some other respiratory issues. Let's talk about the health impacts. Obviously, we know that it impacts folks um, who are a little more compromised, but it, it affects all of us. In fact, I can feel it now after breathing. You can feel it. 
Yeah. So there's a lot of nasty stuff in wildfire smoke. It's kind of a, a toxic chemical stew. Um, but the thing we're most concerned about in the smoke is called fine particulate matter. And it's the very tiny particles that are uh, really less than one micron in diameter. They're so, so, so tiny that when you breathe them in, they bypass all your natural defenses. Your body has a lot of stuff in it that, that to prevent you from getting sick. Um, but these tiny particles are so small, they can bypass those defenses, get really deep into your lung uh, where they cause inflammation, and they can actually pass into your bloodstream and uh, cause systemic inflammation. So your entire body suddenly gets involved in this response to this pollution that is not supposed to be in your body. Um, and even your immune system gets recruited and is trying to attack these tiny particles, which is part of why you start to feel really crummy. Um, mm -hmm. That is your body responding to this insult to its system. And when you're in smoke that doesn't ever go away, you never get a break from that. You don't, you don't right. get to be able to be released from this response from your body trying to fend it off these particles, um, which is why we really try to emphasize getting into a place with clean air to give your body a chance to recuperate, to give yourself a chance to recuperate. So, I mean, yes, the most severe health effects we see of, you know, um, increased and worsening frequency of asthma attacks, worsening COPD symptoms, um, increased risk of stroke and heart attack, uh, pneumonia complications and, and deaths tend to be in people who have pre-existing um, health conditions. Um, and uh, we also know that children are really sensitive to wildfire smoke, especially asthmatic children. Uh, but really everybody starts to experience the wear and tear of the smoke on their bodies. If you think back to 2017, when we had like a month and a half of horrible smoke, I think pretty much everybody was feeling mm. really crummy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's not a, it's not a terribly unlikely. You know, my coworker this morning he came in because we actually have much better air today in Missoula than we've had for about a week, and he came in. It's like, oh, my two day headache went away when the smoke went away. That seems like it's probably connected. I'm like, there's there's, there's a good chance. There you go. Yeah. Um, how do you uh, how do you measure smoke? How do they measure smoke in the area? So we have three permanent air quality monitors in Missoula County. They're in Missoula, Frenchtown, and Sealy Lake. And we measure them uh, with machines called Beta Attenuated Monitors, or BAM. And what they do is they pull air out of the air, <laughs> essentially. Mm -hmm. they, 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 sample. They, they, they sample the air yeah. at about the rate that a human breathes, which is kind of interesting. And um, they have a, a way to filter it and, and only pull out the stuff that's two and a half microns in diameter and smaller. And over the course of an hour, everything that's in that size category gets deposited on a special tape that can then be measured to see, okay, how much crud did we deposit on this tape over the past hour? And it's actually really interesting to look at that tape, especially during a pollution episode, because you get these really dark, ugly brown dots mm -hmm. on the tape, yeah. uh, where when it's nice air quality, you can barely see anything that was deposited over that hour. Uh, in 2017, one of the tapes from Seedley Lake actually smelled terrible. You could actually you could smell the smoke oh, yeah. uh, on the tape, and all the dots were black, and it was uh, made for great show and tell. And again, you're talking about this is a uh, this is a pretty straightforward technology. Yeah, it's been around for decades. Mm -hmm. And again, the smell of it, you know, everybody who doesn't love in a regular year a campfire. But again, this is this is oppressive smoke. This is smoke that you really can't get away from. Uh, we're in the air-conditioned comfort of the trail studio, which is nice. A lot of folks don't have that. Don't have that luxury of uh, of having an air, uh, you know, a fairly tight uh, 
air quality situation in their home. Are there some moves that people can make? Yes, definitely. It's actually more straightforward and easier to make clean indoor air in a home than in a building like this one. Uh, so in a home, you can close your doors and windows and uh, start up a portable air cleaner with a true HEPA filter in it, and that works fast. If you size your air cleaner correctly for the space that it's in, you will have clean indoor air right after you turn it on and close doors and windows. Um, I actually have some air sensors running in my home right now to see how well my air cleaners are doing, mm -hmm. and it is amazing when I close those doors and windows how quickly my air gets clean. You can also make your own air cleaner with a newer box fan and a high-efficiency furnace filter. Um, if you do have forced air in your home, you can upgrade the furnace filter and just run your fan. So you're pushing air through that sure. upgraded furnace filter. You're looking for at least a MERV 11 up to uh, a MERV 13 is better, but a MERV 11 will do it if you can run your furnace fan. Uh, if you have air conditioning in your home, you do want to do some investigation before you just willy-nilly upgrade your furnace, your, your filter for your central air handler because some air conditioners, if you put too good of a filter in that system, you reduce the airflow across the coils. And uh, for some systems, uh, that could lead to the, the coils icing up. So you do want to do some investigation and due diligence before you just put in a better filter mm -hmm. if you're running your air conditioning. Um, but if you're just running the fan to push air around your home, you should be pretty safe to go put in a, a better filter. Um, for commercial buildings, it's actually uh, more complicated because commercial HVAC systems, how they operate is they take outside air and they bring it inside. It's so weird. That is that, that is their yeah, function. It, right. Because they want to create fresh air. They want to cut down carbon dioxide buildup because humans are filthy creatures. Um, and <laughs> If you take one thing away from this interview, it's humans are filthy they are. creatures. Humans are filthy creatures. We make a lot of our, <laughs> right, own, our right. own air pollution. Um, and so, but commercial HVAC systems, they don't tend to have filters that are designed to capture the fine particulate and smoke. Yeah. Uh, so in Missoula, we've looked and we have found that most buildings, uh, their indoor air quality might be a little better than outside, but unless the building operators and facility managers are really on top of things and yeah. following the recently released guidance uh, for wildfire smoke prone areas, which is brand new, it came out in February of this year. Um, if they aren't following that, uh, the odds are pretty good your indoor space in your commercial settings might not be that much better than outside. Mm, okay. Um, so, but homes, homes are homes are a bit easier. You can just uh, go ahead and, and make that safe space. The caveat there, the tricky thing is if you don't have air conditioning, uh, like I don't have air conditioning, you do have to open your windows at night. You have to cool down your home. Uh, heat is a very serious uh, threat to your health. Mm -hmm. um, it, it will kill you faster than the smoke in most situations. Mm. Um, so what I do in my home, I have a tiny little window air conditioner in my bedroom, and it's running as hard as it can. And I have a really good air cleaner also in my bedroom. And then I close the door to that room as much as I can, although my cat's come in and out. And my rest of my house, I have the windows open to bring yeah. in the cool air. And um, I have, have two air sensors in my home right now because I wanted to see how well this is working. And my bedroom is staying much cleaner than the rest of my home. Mm. Uh, so I am creating this little pocket of cooler, cleaner air for sleeping in. And then in the morning, I close all my windows, turn on my air cleaners downstairs, crank them all the way up, and I had clean air within about 10 minutes. Are these um, the uh, gauges you get? Are, are Is that an expensive item to gauge uh, whether you've cleaned up your air or not in your home? So I'm using, uh, they're called purple air sensors. They're one of the more popular consumer grade uh, air quality sensors. They cost, I think, around $200 each. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and they aren't uh, completely accurate. They aren't going to give you a really accurate reading of the air quality, but they will show you if it's changing. Mm -hmm. They're very good at tracking change and rate of change. So if it's giving me a value and then suddenly the value drops really fast and hard, I can trust that. Um, so I, I don't... I, I know from a lot of research that's been done on the accuracy of these that you can't really trust the numbers. I kind of take the numbers they give you with a grain of salt, uh, but you can definitely trust the change that it tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I've been using them for is to see, okay, is, is it getting worse? Is it getting better? If I do different setups, uh, how does that affect my indoor air quality? So it's been fun for me because I'm a nerd and I like trying things out. Sure, science, um, man. Science. <laughs> uh, yes. So um, that it's been working for me to uh, have this little bubble of a safe space where I'm sleeping and just letting the cool, smoky air in. Yeah. Uh, but then the moment I wake up in the morning, turn on those air cleaners and... Uh, Make sure the rest of the place is, is good to be in. Yeah. I always find you you open that uh, the windows and that cool air comes in. Obviously, the old thing is make sure you close those windows before the heat of the day and trap that in and close the blinds. And like mm -hmm, you say, absolutely. make a make a make a nice, uh, safer space yes. that way. So if somebody doesn't have the money for one of those um, cool uh, monitors or doesn't want to pull the trigger on that, at least some of the things you've uh, mentioned you're uh, confident that we'll uh, clean up the air inside and make a safer space for for folks do we want to talk about resources um montanawildfiresmoke.org i know you and a lot of folks have been uh, working hard to get information on this page yes so montanawildfiresmoke.org is a really fantastic website for anyone who's interested in um knowing how to create a safe space during wildfire smoke season, mm -hmm. um, what you need to know about the health concerns, and also how to just find out what the current air quality is and right. what it's likely to do. There's just a lot of amazing resources on that website. We have uh, videos to walk you through uh, a couple of different things like air cleaners and furnace filters and uh, making your own air cleaner out of a box fan and a filter. Um, we have infographics. Um, our jingle is posted on that website. Um, it's a really fabulous resource that we like. It's just a good clearinghouse to direct folks to uh, so you can make some plans and be ready for what's going to come at us. There's, the season only just started. There's, there's yeah. more to come. And it's it still feels quite early. It does. For yes. all that. MontanaWildfireSmoke.org. And again, let's talk about your team, the Wildfire, uh, Wildfire Smoke Ready Team, Missoula City County Health Department. Uh, your organization. And again, thank you and everybody who's involved, because I do know um, just kind of through the grapevine that a lot of um, folks that were in other departments within the department were doing so much for COVID-19. In some ways, a thankless job. It, it was it was hard. It was uh, a rough time spent doing uh, the COVID work. Yeah. Climate Smart Missoula, these are good folks. Yeah, I've been working with Climate Smart Missoula since about 2015 when Amy Sillenberg, the executive director, came to me and said, hey, Sarah, I'm a new nonprofit in town. I want to do stuff with climate change and wildfire smoke. Like, what do you what do you need? What do you want? And I never turned down an opportunity to uh, work with someone who wants to help me. And uh, so we teamed up and started uh, working on projects. And so when 2017 rolled around, we had a pilot project going to get air cleaners to elderly respiratory patients mm, sure. in Missoula. And that had to just snowball when 2017 was as bad as it was. Um, and we've continued working together on messaging. Um, that website, Wild, MontanaWildfireSmoke.org, is run by Climate Smart Missoula. 
Um, and so we work on content together for that. And uh, just an amazing organization. They do so much. And I'm so grateful for all the work that Amy and her team does uh, with Climate Smart. They just are a phenomenal resource. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we've also have uh, caches of air cleaners that I loan mine out to daycares and preschools. And she oh, has given hers away to daycares and preschools mm-hmm. and to vulnerable individuals and uh, to schools that have vulnerable, uh, uh, vulnerable students. Um, the challenge has always been funding, though. Um, all of these programs that we, we try to do where we're doing these interventions are grant funded. And um, if we don't get a grant, then we, we can't get more materials. So our supplies are have been unfortunately really limited. So we haven't yeah. been able to do as much as we would have liked. Um, but we're still we're, we're doing what we can. How can people help out? Well, so there is a donate donation uh, portal um, with Climate Smart Missoula, and you can get to it on montanawildfiresmoke.org on the About page. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go there and uh, submit a donation to Climate Smart that they will use to get air cleaners and DIY fan filter, filter combos to folks who need them. Um, it is a great way to kind of help um, forward that goodwill on to as many folks as we can. Um, that that was really important, especially like back in 2017 when we found out there is no funding mechanism for these types of projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really upset because we were in a state of emergency, but there was no funding for an air quality emergency. Wow. Um, I went to the state and asked for money, and they said, no, <laughs> use your own money. Uh, so we had to turn and ask people to donate so we could get air cleaners where they were needed. Um, and then United Way of Missoula County came to the table in 2017 uh, and helped pay for some of the air cleaners that, that uh, Amy, um, she had just bought. She put them on her credit card mm-hmm. because the need was so great. Wow. Um, so United Way came and back paid her for that out of some uh, funds that they had received. And United Way of Missoula County also joined with us this year in our smoke-ready messaging because this is something that they see is really important mm-hmm. um, because wildfire smoke affects everyone and it can be really really devastating for a lot of folks yeah what sort of good news can we uh, talk about besides this this resource is set up you can make it through wildfire smoke season uh with some of these tips what else uh, do you want to talk about well you know at the moment uh in missoula we don't have any really close fires which is nice. So, yeah. you know, we are going to continue to see smoke, but it's going to be at the moment wind driven. So we will get breaks. Um, mm-hmm. So today it is uh, not as terrible as it has been. Um, so when there are days when it's not completely terrible, you can get out and enjoy it. Right. Uh, it's not going to be an every single day uh, type of thing. When the wind shifts, we can get a break. Right. Um, there are unfortunately a lot of fires uh, in a lot of directions that we typically have wind from. So there still will be smoke, but mm-hmm. there will be the occasional break to uh, to enjoy and take advantage of. Um, you know, it, it gets, wildfire seasons are tough, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's something that you need to be kind of gentle with yourself and, and, and acknowledge that you're going to feel kind of crummy, and people mm-hmm. around you are probably going to start to feel kind of crummy. Yep. Uh, so you want to be paying good attention to how you're feeling and try to create those safe indoor spaces so you can uh, get away from the smoke and, and recover from it. Um, and then, you know, just pay attention to the changing conditions. And when it does get good, take advantage of it. Open your windows, get outside, mm-hmm. uh, and really just uh, soak in uh, the, the great summers that we do have right. when it's not smoky. Yeah, and try to try to keep in mind we do have some beautiful days here in We Montana. do, and, you, and we don't have smoke every single year. Right. Um, we, we 2018 and 2019, 2020, they, none of them were bad. 20, 
2020, we had like one week of bad smoke. Um, so it's not an every year thing uh, mm-hmm. at the moment, which is which is good. So we'll get through this. We will have other good, beautiful summers, um, and and uh, we can do it. We'll be okay. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your uh, your optimism and also the science based. Uh, information that you give. Sarah Cofield, air quality specialist from the Missoula City County Health Department. And again, the website, montanawildfiresmoke.org. Sarah, thank you so much. We'll look forward to talking to you down the road. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Bye.